Imagine you're in a hotel room in a closed nation. It's 1 a.m., you're deep in sleep, and the phone rings. You pick it up and hear this on the other end of the line. This is police! Immediately down to reception we take you! You have brought illegal books into this country! That's exactly what happened to Brother Hanu, who was part of a team smuggling Bibles into Libya. Oh, <laughs> I almost got a heart attack, you know, and uh, it didn't help me that I had just heard that an other group had tried to take the Bibles into Libya one week before or so, and they were immediately caught and put to prison. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we're in the studio today with Hanu Latinen. He is the leader of our Voice of the Martyrs sister office in Finland. And he has quite an amazing story of how God called him into this work with persecuted believers. Hanu, welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you very much, Todd. Tell me a little bit about your early work with persecuted Christians working in Muslim countries. Kind of talk about the story of how God brought you to lead VOM Finland. I remember when the Lord saved me over 30 years ago, and we lived in the time of communist world at that time, and there was Iron Curtain, and I come from Finland, which has the longest border in Europe with the uh, Soviet Union. As, as a young Christian, I was a part of the team, taking the gospel, smuggling the Bibles to Soviet Union, and that was very, very exciting. Did you, like, drive cars across that border with Bibles hidden away in all the different compartments, or how did that work? I went uh, sometimes by train or by plane, or we, we crossed the sea from Helsinki to Tallinn by boat. And we had a special underwear <laughs> where to put all the, all the Bibles and uh, Christian literature, wow. literature, yes. Then I remember later the time when I was uh, pastoring the church and uh, from one missions organization, a brother called me and said, Hanno, could you please take Jesus films to, to Islamic Republic called Iran? I said, what are you talking to me? I have, a, I have a son and wife and you have a family too. You can go and be killed there. <laughs> Why do you ask me, you know? But uh, then I was praying and I thought, oh no, maybe I have to go there. I took those films to our youth meeting and we packed them together into nice, you know, like birthday presents, oh, yeah. Valentine gifts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, then we laid our hands on those gifts and we were blessing them. And I remember I, I said to one mother in the church, she's a really praying mom, 
could you please pray for me because in the night at three o'clock I will land in Tehran. She said, of course, Hanu, I will pray for you. And uh, I, I always remember when we landed in Tehran, when all the ladies in the airplane, they, they, they covered themselves by uh -huh. hijab and it oh, suddenly it looked very different. Then I was uh, standing there in the line and everybody before me, they were really checked. And I thought, oh, no, they will find the, the Jesus films I have. And then it was my turn, and they were asking me something in English. I, I answered him in Phoenix, in my language. Uh -huh. so, so he looked at me like, oh, who is who this man? You? And then he said, just go, go. And that was a hard trip because I couldn't have anything written, no addresses in paper. I had to memorize everything all the places to go, all, all the streets and so on. It was really tough. And then there was a day coming. I, I had to meet the contact person in a park. I, I met him there. He was a young man, Iranian, and uh, I gave him the material. And uh, before he departed, that, that didn't take a long time. It was too risky. I asked him, uh, please tell me, what is your story? He said, I have studied everything about my religion, Islam, but somehow I had this uh, doubt, somehow emptiness in my heart that is this really the right thing? Somehow there was something deep inside. Then I was praying like this, please, God, show me the right way, show me the right path. And then he told me he was very shocked. A huge person appeared to him and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Wow. And I said, how did you find your way to the church? He said that this, uh, this person wrote the name of the church. Wow. Even. Yeah, so he said, and he was so excited about Jesus Christ. He said, you know, Brother Hanu, I have already won 60 of my uh, colleague students for Jesus Christ. And then he said that these Jesus films, they will change Iran. Amen. He was like this, he, it will change Iran, Iran. And then he said to me, goodbye, and said, I'm a missionary to Iran. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Hanu Latinen. He is the leader of VOM Finland, our sister office in Finland. Now, Hanu, I know when you first started working in the Muslim world, you had a little hesitation. You kind of argued with God about that. Can you talk about how how God really changed your heart for the Muslim world? Yeah, you know, you know, Todd, I'm coming from a very Christian country, and I didn't, at that time in the 80s, we didn't have practically no Muslims in Finland, and uh, I was happy when Jesus saved me to share the gospel to Finnish young people, and then I learned in the church to pray our Lord's Prayer. And somehow it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And I said, Lord, if you have something for my life, please show it to me. This is my life. I give my life to you. And then later I was married and we lived in a small village in central Finland. I'm not the one who is uh, dreaming dreams, seeing visions. Actually, I was not uh, raised like that at all. 
But uh, one day, like in front of my eyes, I saw like a curtain opening and I saw suddenly that I'm no more in Finland. The color of the people was no more white and I, I was in the in, in like in the Middle East, North Africa, something like this. And there were faces of people shouting, you know, we need help. You could see empty people, pound people, and I understood that this is these people are Muslims. So I, I I went to pastor and I said that is it so that sometimes that such a dreams you know they are just uh, uh, human imagination. You know that I have a very lively imagination. You know, <laughs> this this couldn't be God talking yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just yeah, my yeah. imagination. I, was, I tried to convince the pastor. <laughs> pastor said, "Yes, you correct, and it 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 may be many times like this." But uh, brother Hanno, we are feeling God is uh, calling you and your family, the Muslim uh, world. So first time I I have to say that I have a I had a problem with God you know because I had been in those mission meetings and heard about the threat of Islam and Osama bin Laden Al Qaeda all the terrorists and oh no it's killing 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 so I had a fear and I had to deal with fear and then then one time went on from this uh, small incident because I couldn't get rid of this idea that I will go one day to Muslim world. I started knowing it in my heart and, you know, it was uh, overwhelming me, you know. And I thought that I have to do a field trip to a Muslim country to see how, how it looks like because I didn't have any experience. So I went with um, a group of uh, people to Libya, to Tripoli, I thought it's a nice small trip. We get to know how is the food. Food is always so important. <laughs> if there is war, how is the weather? And and that's all okay. We, we should do like that. But then I found out that this group were packing uh, their suitcases with Bible and some other outreach material. I was shocked. I said to them, hey, what are you guys doing? This is dangerous. You understand? This is very dangerous. You should not do that. They said, don't you understand, Brother Hanu? They need Jesus in Libya. In fact, I heard that at that time, there were not single known Libyan Christian wow. in the country. Okay, there were some uh, from some other countries, international church, a small one in one building, something like that, but not Libyan Christians. I thought, oh my goodness, what kind of, with what kind of fanatics I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was not so happy, but I couldn't return back home because the church paid my trip. <laughs> that, that was the point. Otherwise, so, so you I couldn't have go home and yet. say, hey, I, I decided not to go to Libya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we took a flight to Tripoli and... Uh, I thought, how on earth I can get rid of this situation? And uh, I thought that I will take a little bit distance to this uh, 
other team and I just bless them and they will carry their luggage with Bibles into country. I'm just blessing them, right. you know. You, you understand? You carry the Bibles and I'll stand back here yeah. and pray for you while yeah. you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That was my strategy, you know. But then, uh, unfortunately, there was a guy who said, Hanno, he said, Hanno, my suitcase is very heavy. Could you please help? So we were carrying it together I said, God, you have to help me. You understand? I have wife, I have son, and the third point is the strongest. I'm a pastor in the church. <laughs> <laughs> so when I came to customs and this Libyan customer was looking at me and he said, Ahlan wa sahlan, this means welcome to Libya. So I was, oh, Lord, you have done a very big miracle. Like I've been reading in the books when they were making the, the seeing eyes blind, you know, when smuggling Bibles, the Soviet Union and so on. So I was happy. But then in the night when I was sleeping in my hotel room, it was one o'clock in the night. Suddenly telephone was ringing and I went to answer take the phone, and there was a voice like this. This is police! Immediately down to reception, we take you. You have brought illegal books into this country. Oh, <laughs> I almost got a heart attack, you know, and uh, it didn't help me that I had just heard that an other group had tried to take the Bibles into Libya one week before or so, and they were immediately caught and put to prison. Oh, my. Yeah, something like this. So I was very scared. So I put down telephone and it was calling again and same shouting. And I was like in a shock, state of shock. But then I had an idea, but you are a pastor. At that time, I was a young pastor in a church. And you remember what you were preaching last Sunday? Well, I didn't uh, forget that. I was preaching to the church at, hey, church, we are a winning team. We are a winning team. Hallelujah. We are a winning team based on Romans chapter 8. If God is with us, who can be against us? Church, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. This is repeated three, three times there. And actually, the Greek text says that we are more than overcomers in Jesus Christ. So no worries, no persecution, no problem, no, no devil can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Well, I was preaching like this one, one Sunday before this trip. So um, I decided, I went on my knees in that hotel room and I said, Jesus, please forgive me. I don't love Muslims. I don't like them. Lord, you see how much bad they are doing uh, your people in so many places. It's so difficult to love them. But uh, Jesus, I can love them because your word says in Romans 5, 5, that the love of God has already been poured out in our hearts. So I will open the tap and it will flow. I will, I will love them. And I promise to preach your word to these people. And Jesus, if you save me from this situation or not, it doesn't make difference. 
And that night, you know, it was a holy moment for me. I never experienced before or after something like that. But I felt the holy presence of God. And I was just in the presence of God, like surrendering my life to him. And then to my big surprise, telephone was silent. Nothing happened. And we had a good trip in Libya. I went back to my church and again there was uh, one mom and she came and asked me, Hanno, what happened to you this and that night, one o'clock in the night? It was exactly the same night when police was trying to take me. I said, why? She said, I was deep in sleep and suddenly I was awoken up and I saw your face. You were in a big danger. I started praying for you. I was praying for you so long time that you were happy again. Wow. So that was my start. And then we went to Middle East as a family later. So in the midst of that trial, the Lord was waking somebody up to pray for you. Yes. But he also was breaking your heart for the Muslim people. Yes. uh, And really getting a hold of you. Talk a little bit about overcoming fear, because you said you were afraid, and I think we all understand that when they're saying, hey, come downstairs because we're taking you to jail. How do you overcome that fear? And you've now been working in this work for a long time. How do you set aside the fear and keep doing what God's called you to do? I think, uh, first of all, it's important that we that we are honest to ourselves and and the others, that we are not any angels, uh, super beings. Fear is part of this ministry. It's still part of everything because we work in a a difficult area. So it it is like um, Apostle Paul says, I think it's Acts 18, you know, he he was in Corinth and the Lord visited him in the night and said, uh, don't be afraid, preach my word. I have a lot of people here. You are not alone. I am with you. You know, we need to hear this over and over again that God, everything is in control. You don't let anything bad happen to me without you permitting it. You know, if my life belongs to you, it's okay. Whatever will happen, it is a victory. Mm-hmm. So, so somehow, somehow, it's it's there with the surrender. If if you if you surrender, you understand that God is in control. This is not like uh, people doing bad, but but the Lord sees everything, and everything works for good. So, this has been helping me many many times. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Hanu Latinen. He is the leader of our sister office, Voice of the Martyrs Finland. Hanu, tell me a little bit about VOM Finland and what you do and what is the church like in Finland as far as being receptive to the stories of our persecuted family around the world? I'm quite new in this VOM Finland only since a few months, but I've been excited because all those 18 years in the Muslim world, which I was ministering after that, I was dealing with uh, persecuted Christians so, so many times, trying to help them. And many times I had this uh, feeling, how could I do 
a little bit more for these people. So this was like a continuation for me when they invited me to become part of the team in uh, VOM uh, Finland. And we've been working uh, for the persecuted Christians since 1973 in Finland. And at that time, you know, the top priority was to go to communist world like we are beside uh-huh. the Soviet Union. But now we live a new time and the priorities are like uh, North Korea. And it's, it's great to work together with other sister organizations for North Korea. And uh, I'm so excited to see how gospel is being taken to North Korea, launching Bibles from South Korea to North Korea, these balloons, and it's like a exi- very exciting story what's happening. And, and we know people coming in North Korea to Jesus Christ. Nothing can bring us more joy in VO in Finland than to see that people receive the Word of God, the living Word of God, so they can come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. This is our heart's desire. So together with other sister organizations, we are supporting this uh, work to North Korea and China as well. In For Finnish Christians, uh, China is, uh, is very close as well. And uh, we are not happy to know that since uh, one year or so, they have a new law in China. And this means a lot more persecution. So we want to help Chinese Christians uh, Yes, we are happy to work in a number of countries as well together and helping frontline workers. I just came from uh, the biggest Muslim country of the world, Indonesia, and where we are working there, you know, to see the gospel progress, training frontline workers to go to the areas where they don't always come back. It's a great privilege to to mobilize still young people to go to the toughest places. I love in this Voice of Tomatoes that we have this frontline ministry. Mm-hmm. So we are helping brothers and sisters who are ready to really risk their lives, you know, to help them in their toughest places to be as a witness for Jesus Christ. Amen. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Hanu Latinen. He is the leader of VOM Finland. Hanu, as we finish our conversations on Voice of the Martyrs, we like to equip people to pray. So first I want to ask you, how can our listeners pray for VOM Finland, for you and for the staff there and the work that you're doing at VOM Finland? Thank you very much. We really need prayer and we appreciate this. We believe in the power of prayer. At the moment, we want to we want to see a new generation of workers coming to VOM Finland, and we have now some new people. Let's pray for these new people that they will they will catch the vision for the persecuted Christians in the world and taking responsibility. This new generation is is my top priority mm-hmm. at the moment. Yes. And then the second thing, because I know you've worked in the Muslim world for so long, tell us about praying for Christians in the Muslim world, places like Iran and Libya and other places that we've talked about. How can we pray for the church in those places? 
Well, I would say that uh, like um, Apostle Paul is saying in Ephesians chapter 6, he was in prison at that time. He says there in chapter 6, please pray for me that I will preach the word of God boldly. Fear is paralyzing many Christians in the Muslim, tough Muslim areas. They need the power of the Holy Spirit. They need the boldness. And Apostle Paul said, please pray for me. I need this. And these Muslim, ex-Muslims and Christians in those countries, they really do need this to, to preach the word of God in boldness. And I think that's a great prayer for American Christians, too. We also need more boldness to share our faith and share the gospel with the people around us. Hanu, what a pleasure to have you on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, and your excitement for the work that we're doing just comes through so so loud and clear. Thank you for spending this time with us this week on VOM Radio. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Well, maybe you've stumbled across this conversation and you're thinking, where can I hear more from the Voice of the Martyrs radio? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. The answer is go to our website, vomradio.net. At that site, you can hear every past episode. We've had conversations with the directors of some of our other VOM sister offices around the world, from the VOM office in Germany, from VOM Korea in Seoul, I hope you'll check out those episodes and so many others at vomradio.net. What comes to mind when you hear the word city? Maybe it's traffic or overcrowding. Maybe you picture skyscrapers in your mind. Next week, we're going to hear from a guest who views cities here in the U.S. as gateways to countries around the world that are close to the gospel. We're going to hear more about that next time right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.